the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. By faith, Noah built the ark. Not understanding exactly what God was talking about, God warned him of things that he had never seen before. But Noah believed God's word, he believed God's warning. Even though he didn't fully understand, he obeyed God and built the ark to save his family. You know, you you don't have to understand all the details to obey God. You don't have to have all the questions answered. Do you ever feel like you can't do a job if you don't understand it? Often we feel like we have to have all the answers before we jump into anything. But today, Pastor Dan reminds us that's not really the case. If you have instructions, you can complete a task, even if you don't know what that task is. When it comes to the Lord, He will often give instruction without reason, but it's our job to obey Him no matter what. When you know God is calling you, don't wait around until you understand why. Simply obey. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis chapter 6. We're also going to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11. If you want to go ahead and find that in your Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, Genesis chapter 6. As we are making our way through the book of Genesis. All right, we're going to finish chapter 6 and chapter 7 today. Don't worry, we're not going to be here all day for that. So. Uh, So Genesis chapter 6, we left off in verse 17, where it says, And behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh, in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself. And it shall be food for you and for them. And then Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. And then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, 
to each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female. Also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of the earth. For after seven more days I will cause it to rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters were on the earth. And so Noah with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the water of the flood were on the earth. And the 600th year of Noah's life, In the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. And on the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of all flesh in which is the breath of life. So those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Now the flood was on the earth forty days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth, and the waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed fifteen cubits upward, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. And so he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping things and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. So the flood in Noah's day when God judged the earth. um, Just as a review, we saw in the first part of chapter 6 the reason why God destroyed mankind. We were told mankind had completely corrupted the earth. And had filled the earth with evil and filled the earth with violence. In the New Testament, Jesus said that in the last days, mankind will once again be just like he was in the days of Noah. Mankind will again corrupt the earth and fill the earth with violence and evil. Jesus said sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. And I I believe we've seen a glimpse of that over the last few weeks. It's the violence and corruption and evilness of man. Now, because God would destroy the earth with a flood, God told Noah 
to build an ark for the saving of his family and for the saving of all the land animals on the earth. So God, God was bringing judgment upon the earth, but God at the same time also provided a way of escape, a way to escape the judgment. For us, God has provided Jesus. Jesus is the way of escape. Jesus is the ark for us. We saw in our passage the physical description of the ark and the dimensions of the ark, and we talked about that and the capacity of the ark and the feasibility of of bringing the animals on the ark and the food and the water. And we talked about how uh, there was plenty of room on the ark to fit the animals and food and water to survive the flood. And so now we come to verse 17, where we pick it up today. God says, and behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. Now, notice, first of all, here that God emphasizes that he is the one bringing the flood upon the earth. He says, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth. It's, it's, It's emphatic here. God is doing this. This is the judgment of God. God is judging mankind for his sin and for his corruption, for his violence and for his wickedness. And again, the Bible tells us that that God will again one day judge the earth and judge mankind, that man is going to head right back to where he was in the days of Noah and conditions on the earth will be the same. And God will once again judge mankind. Uh, But this time it will not be with a flood, it will be with fire. Notice also that this uh, describes the flood that covered the entire earth. And it killed all living things on the earth. It was not not a localized flood. It wasn't a flood that was just in one region on the earth. It was a global Flood. If you look at verse 17 again, the floodwaters will destroy from under heaven. It says all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. I mean, that's some pretty uh, comprehensive, absolute language that's used there. Uh, if you look down in chapter seven, verse four, there the Lord says, for after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. If you look down in verse 21 of chapter 7, and all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, All that was on the dry land died. It's almost like God is saying, how many different ways can I say this to you, right? So he destroyed all living things that were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping things and birds of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained. And again, as we read these verses, it's as if God wants us to to make no mistake about it. Uh, This was a global flood that destroyed all living things upon the earth. And to reinforce that point, God says only Noah and those on the ark with him remained alive. It it, it was not a local flood. 
Uh, in fact, uh, just to go a little Bible nerd on you here, verse 17, the word floodwaters. The Hebrew word there, it's a special word in the Hebrew. In the Old Testament, it is used only of Noah's flood. Elsewhere in the Old Testament, a different Hebrew word is used to describe ordinary floods that took place. So the, the word here uh, that's used, this, it distinguishes Noah's flood from all other floods. This flood's unique. This flood's different. You've got floods and then you've got Noah's flood. And Noah's flood is in a category all on its own. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. We find the same thing in the New Testament. When the New Testament talks about Noah's flood, uh, the Greek word that's used in the New Testament to talk about Noah's flood It's only used to describe Noah's flood. There's a different Greek word that's used to describe other floods. Uh, So again, in both the the language of the Old Testament and the New Testament shows that Noah's flood was something unique from all other floods. And what made Noah's flood different is that it was a global flood that destroyed all life on the earth except for those who who were in the ark. Why do I make such a point of that? Why do I emphasize that? Because there are some that you will encounter that say that the flood of Noah was just a local flood. That it affected one region. And it wasn't a global flood. And it didn't destroy all life on the earth. That it just happened in one place. That is not what the text says. The text emphatically speaks of a global flood that destroyed all living things. Now, if it was only a local flood, then why did God have Noah build an ark? Why didn't he just tell Noah to go over the mountain, the next town over where it's safe, and just have all the animals migrate to higher ground? That would have been easier than building a ship. I mean, can you imagine poor Noah if it was just a local flood to spend all those years building this ship and getting all the animals on the ship and collecting food and water and the flood comes and the water rises and over the hill you see dry land. Wait a minute, why do I have to build this boat? Why don't you just tell me to go over there? It'd be pretty frustrating. You know, really the underlying reason that people say that, well, the flood is just a local flood here is because if this is true, well, then God judges people for sin. If we, if we say, well, it's a local flood that just affected the people in that region, well, then that's just a tragedy that happens all the time, all around the world. And we slip out of this whole God is our judge thing. So verse 18, 
God says to Noah, but I will establish my covenant with you and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife and your son's wives with you. This is the first time we see the word covenant in the Bible. God, God, it will start over again with Noah and his family. The, the world has become corrupt. Uh, it's rotten. There, there's no redeeming it. And God is going to start over with Noah and his family and make a covenant with him. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female of the birds of the after their kind of animals, after their kind of every creeping thing of the earth, after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. Alive. Now note that last phrase there in verse 20. One objection that people make to the story of Noah and the ark is, well, how did Noah round up all of those animals and get them to the ark? Well, verse 20 says that God will cause the animals to come to Noah. Noah didn't have to go out and round up all the animals. God brought the animals to Noah. You know, God has placed certain instincts into animals. Animals just have just certain instincts. They, they know when to migrate. They know where to migrate to. You know, there, there's a bird called the golden plover that lives in Hawaii. And the golden plover, every spring, it flies 2,500 miles over the open ocean to Alaska. And it spends the summer in Alaska. And while it's in Alaska, it has baby chicks. And then at the end of the summer, the golden plover flies 2,500 miles back over the Pacific Ocean to the Hawaiian Islands and is able to find the Hawaiian Islands with pinpoint accuracy and go back to the exact same place it came from. But that's not even the most amazing thing about the golden plover. I know that you guys are on the edge of your seats right now. The golden plover leaves its baby chicks in Alaska and flies back to Hawaii. The baby chicks that were born in Alaska stay behind for several weeks until they're strong enough to make the 2,500 mile flight to Hawaii. And then the baby chicks fly from Alaska to Hawaii, never being to Hawaii before. How do they know? Just a little island. How do they know how to find that little island? Well, God has put that in them. This, this navigation ability, this instinct, where they know how to get to Hawaii. So God could have caused the animals to just instinctively migrate to the location of the ark. Verse 21 says, and you shall take for yourself all the food that is eaten and you shall gather it to yourself and it shall be food for you and your family and for the animals, for them. There was plenty of room on the ark for all of the animals and food and water. There was plenty of room for all of that. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. And so he did. Now, I want you to keep your finger here and turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 11. 
Hebrews chapter 11 is one of the greatest chapters in your Bible. It's known as the Hall of Faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, it says of Noah, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. It says that Noah was divinely warned. He was warned by God. It says of things not yet seen or things that had never happened before. What were those things? It had never flooded before. Uh, Genesis tells us it had never rained before. So here God warns Noah, tells Noah, you need to build a big ship, a big boat. Because there's going to be a flood and there's going to be rain. And it's never flooded before. It's never rained before. Imagine that for Noah. What's rain? What's a flood? I've never heard those words before. I don't even know what you're talking about. By faith, Noah built the ark. Not understanding exactly what God was talking about. God warned him of things that he had never seen before. But Noah believed God's word. He believed God's warning. Even though he didn't fully understand, he obeyed God and built the ark to save his family. You know, you you don't have to understand all the details to obey God. You don't have to have all the questions answered. You don't have to have it all figured out. You, You don't have to understand fully the gospel to believe on Jesus Christ for salvation. You know, if you, if you understand that he died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried and resurrected the third day, and by putting your faith in him that you can have your sins forgiven and receive eternal life, yes, you might have all these other questions, but you don't have to have all those questions answered to believe and receive Christ for salvation. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight. Noah walked by faith. I don't know what a flood is. I don't know what rain is. But God told me to build a boat. You can imagine maybe the questions that Noah was asked. What are you building this huge barge for? What's going to flood? Well, what's that? I don't know. But God told me to build a boat. So I'm building a boat. And I'm sure many people thought Noah was crazy. Because Noah couldn't fully explain why he did what he did. And sometimes... That's the way it is, isn't it? Like, hey, God has just told me to do this. God has impressed this upon my heart. And I'm just walking in obedience. I'm just obeying the Lord. And people will ask, well, what about this and what about that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that seems a little crazy. Well, I'm just obeying the Lord. I don't have all the answers. But I don't need all the answers. I just need to obey the Lord. He's called us to walk by faith and not by sight. So now chapter 7, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Notice God says, come into the ark. He doesn't say go into the ark. He says, come into the ark. God was in the ark. God was in the ark inviting Noah to come in with him. You know, God is with us. God is with us in the storms of life. He's in the boat. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.